Let's go. We see the hype outside. Right from the house. Took it straight from outside. This episode is brought to you by the Crafty Flamingo. Hey, Scoreface, what's the Crafty Flamingo? Well, I'll let you know. So the Crafty Flamingo, they they specialize in making custom door reefs. So if you're looking to get some something for Halloween, Christmas, summertime, spring, whatever it is, they can make some custom-made ones or they have some pre-made ones that you can also get. Go over to their Facebook, which is the Crafty Flamingo, or if you want to go to their IG, it's the Crafty Flamingo IF. Um, get a hold of them. Uh, the best way to get a hold of them is through Facebook or 208-716-0203. That's 208-716-0203. Like I said, they'll custom make anything you guys need. Uh, you know, just get a hold of them over there at the Crafty Home Lingo. Let them know your boy Scarface sent you and they'll hook you guys up. And we're live. Welcome back to Mescal Moguls. It's your boy, the one with the scar in his face, your boy Scarface. Uh, today we got Jules. What up? Uh, Weicho couldn't be here. He had a family emergency or something along those lines. So mm. we'll, we'll see him on the next one. And today we have a special guest. Uh, I've known this guy for quite some time. And you should see his hair right now. His <laughs> hair is crazy. Uh, I know him by Paco, but he Same goes here. by Francisco Chavez, right? That's Chavez. True. Yep. What's up, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Super pumped to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you could make it, bro. Uh, I, I remember I reached out. Uh, we had a cancel last week. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, I was like, I got to get Paco in here. Especially, know, right? you've been doing some pretty big things around town, too. Yeah, yeah man, I appreciate that. It's been, been noticing. Been so, uh, how you been, dude? Good, man. Life's been life's been good, man. You know, I think, uh, you Besides know. Besides this year? <laughs> yeah. I think it's been a big year for him. Oh, for sure. You know, this, this year, COVID, I feel like... Uh, it's either gone really left for some people or mm-hmm. like really good or really bad you know for us it's just been you know i've definitely uh done what i can to make sure that i come out on top of this thing you know that's, yeah, that's my biggest thing it sucks like the whole situation luckily you're in the right field kind of like uh most comp like hand sanitizer companies mm-hmm. like clorox and all this mm-hmm. stuff uh of course you're gonna try to benefit off of it very much needed at this, at this point and, and he, you're trying to help it was big man no and uh, a, a few months back one of the biggest things that we uh, were able to do so i work pretty closely with a lot of uh, distributors and stuff for cleaning supplies and oh, the nice. biggest one is waxy they've been like my like my number one supporter like hey you know this dude's on top this dude's on top so it's been nice to have them on my side but back in like january february kind of as covid was starting to you know be a thing creep up they introduced us to like what's called electrostatic spraying and so that's just crazy new technology that that we have now that we can go in and handle uh, outbreaks for buildings and stuff like that so we ordered that almost right away and then we were supposed to get it in april but we didn't get it till about a month and a half ago so mm. it's been like a constant thing like for a few months it was just like we're gonna get this thing we're gonna get this thing and finally that we have it and even though covid obviously people thought like covid was gonna be like a two three month thing mm-hmm. this could be like a new type of you know right. obviously it's going to be a new type of flu that we're just going to have to deal with type thing but mm-hmm. that's something that has really helped elevate uh what we were doing you know mm-hmm. so it's just you know apart from everything that we've been doing there's just one of those things that i really felt like took us over the top so it's been it was really cool to see that happen yeah i saw that that, that thing looked like a almost like a halo gun exactly. looking type little of thing. white little yeah. machine gun people were dope. saying that they look like the stormtrooper guns oh yeah, yeah and so yeah, i was like dude i was like I'm, I'm pretty good friends with a guy that has a stormtrooper after i was like dude i need dude. you to come you know i need you to come <laughs> take some pictures of disinfecting because that could just blow it over the market a stormtrooper freaking disinfecting not building. just that you should you should make a video for that just yeah yeah get the outfit 
Let me know. I'll go, go, we're gonna make a quick like <laughs> ten second happen, video. Hey. Put the mu- well, not the music, because then we run into copyright, copyright issues. But we can do some dope. Just we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that that's uh, yeah. So I need to get in touch with him and and be like, dude, you need to shoot this because this would be huge. You know, oh, yeah. this is just something. It's just like it's funny, but it's also like, hey, this is kind of where it's at yeah. as far as like where technology and disinfecting so and it's you so, might and you might get that that viral video that every company tries to get like, cause 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. you never know it's just with the way things are now it's just one of those things that it, that could be it you know yeah. so i was like as soon as like people were like that's a stormtrooper gun seriously it looks <laughs> like it i was like it is it is so let, let's actually take it back because i uh i want people to hear your whole story for sure so are, are you originally from idaho Falls? no so i was born in mexico uh i was born in queretaro um, and we came here to Idaho Falls when I was two. So oh, wow. that's where, you know, then I moved to Logan for like three months. But no, I'm from, I'm from Mexico originally. But now I'm 30. So I mean, been here basically my whole life. Were you brought in here or like, did they throw you in like on a oh, dude, rubber yeah, duck? We seriously, yeah, no, it was, you know, uh, we crossed, I mean, it was straight up, you know, we came over illegally. Um, and my mom always tells me these stories. She's like, he would never stop crying. She's like, really, we thought because of you, this whole, you know, you were going to blow our cover because you just would not stop crying. And, you know, like uh, when they were crossing and stuff, and I would not stop crying when we were crossing on the water because I wanted to always be with my mom, like, hey, just yeah. holding on to my mom and stuff. So that part right there was just, you know, my mom always tells me those little stories. Is like, you know, these, this is kind of what it took to, for us to get here. So that's kind of how, you know, that's our, our story of me coming here. Uh, but that's where it's where we're from, man. So it's kind of a cool kind of a cool thing that yeah that's to, pretty crazy mm-hmm. dude like um just stories like even uh angelica was telling about right. her like her story how mm-hmm. she, she came from being an immigrant and then yeah. almost not even being able to become a, a nuclear engineer mm-hmm. which she is now i remember we basically met in at bonneville because mm-hmm. uh you ended up going to bonneville too and i knew uh your sisters as well yep what were your plans originally after high school Cause we all have different plans. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't have any plans for high school. Like for me, um, I hated it. I didn't. I never liked it. Um, I was actually never really there. Um, so it was actually really funny. I remember we were all in class. We were in art class with Mr. Mortimer. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. so uh, he actually did something that I'll always remember for the rest of my life. So we're in class, and me and Carmelo um, were just you know drawing. He had us drawing a car. And so, of course, you have Mel there, you know, with a freaking Ferrari, me over here with a little box car, like, man, how can I make this happen, you know? And so, Mr. Mor- or Carmelo asked uh, Mr. Mortar, hey, can you show me, like, how to do this? I don't feel like I'm doing it right. So, like, he, like, full on just, like, does his car, you know? Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm struggling too, help me out. So he looks at mine and he puts it, like, he sketches my car out too. I'm like, nice, thank you. And then he rips it in half. Oh. I'm like, uh, what? And then, like, three seconds later, the, uh, the office whatever people came up and started like hey the principal wants to see you and i'm like okay i'm like am i good to go he's like yeah i'm all pissed already you know i'm like yeah. man this dude just freaking read my paperwork like i needed that yeah <laughs> and uh, so i get i go downstairs and um the principals are like you know my probate my truancy officer at that time was like unfortunately you've missed too much school like blah 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 so they kicked me out they kicked me out of bonneville oh shit and so i was just like what in the hell you know i'm like so then i go upstairs and you know mr mortis mortimer's there and i'm just like hey man i just got kicked out of school you know he's like what do you mean i was like apparently i'm just getting kicked out i've missed too much and so he's like oh so you could tell immediately he was probably like oh shoot you know (laughs) like i probably shouldn't have done that but i mean it was one of those things that it's just like he the reason he did it was because i mean obviously Melo was like big in art and that was his thing me i was just trying to be like hey 
just do it for me, man. Yeah. You know, just do it for me. But so high school for me was just, you know, I got kicked out, went to Lincoln, wasn't really feeling that either. I was like, man, you know, because it's like parts of you always know, like, man, I, I can do so much more. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like everybody has that inside them where it's just like you just have that gut feeling like, dude, I can do so much more. Like, Be I can better. do more. But when you're not accountable to yourself, when you're not, you know, really pushing for things, then it's never going to come to you. And I was young. So it was yeah. just like I knew those thoughts were there, but I just wasn't putting the action towards it. So, you know, I ended up going to Skyline. I actually ended up being doing my senior year at Skyline, and that was probably, like, the most fun I've ever had in high school. You know, awesome friends, uh, good time. And I think I, I remember. Were you graduating Skyline? Oh, wait. So, yeah. well, well, I was supposed to. So, um, <laughs> so I get there, man, and I'm trying. I'm trying. Like, hey, I actually do need to step it up, and I do want to be part of this. And then the principal calls me, and again, I'm like, but this time I wasn't skipping school. I was like, hey, I've been, like, I've been there. And he's like, unfortunately, because it was almost time, you know, that time was coming up where we were going to graduate. And he's like, you know, unfortunately, you've, you know, you have, you've missed so much school that even if you go strong all year, you're just not going to be able to graduate on time. Mm -hmm. He's like, so what I would suggest is, you know, get your GED, get yourself a good job and, you know, put, put it, put it on on a mark. I'm like. Damn, man. I was like, that sucks. Did it feel like he was almost counting you out? Yeah, man. That's what it felt like. I was like, you know, but he was cool. You know, to to a degree, it's just like he actually was one of those principals that I felt like he saw the potential in me. Mm -hmm. And so he was like... Looking out for you. Looking out for me. Yeah. So it was, but it was just like, dang, like this dude, like just, you know, he he was blunt with me, you know, and obviously you're in high school. So you're like, damn, man. So it was just all those things were like, now that I'm trying, you know. And I kind of had that same emotion when I got kicked out of Bono. It was like, I need to try. Yeah, you right. know, so I was starting to show up and it was just like, but it's too late. So that was my high school thing. So I was just like trying to get it, trying to, you know, make things work. But my, my, I just wasn't accountable to myself. I just wasn't pushing myself to, to you know, to try to graduate on time. So I ended up just getting, uh, what I did was I just ended up getting my GED for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... What I, the way I did, I think was really cool. My mindset behind that was you paid a hundred bucks to get your GED. So I was working and I just went up and I paid it up front and I was like, Hey, here's a hundred bucks for it. Just so that I would, I know I can hold myself accountable. I don't want to lose a hundred bucks. Yeah. So I started showing up, started doing my classes. And then my, my goal was before I turned 18 that I got my GED. So I think I got my G my birthday is June 26. Um, and I think I got it like on the 18th or something like that. So that was that was me, man. I didn't have a plan. I, I just was just, you know, doing me. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy you say that because I remember in high school, too, I was I was passing my classes. I only slept enough to where I wouldn't, like, lose yeah. credits or anything like that. But it wasn't until my senior year where I was like, I need to try, like, because I don't know what I'm going to do after this. So I started trying. I started getting really good grades. And I'm like, the rest of the time, I was like, why didn't I try the previous years because like you put in a little bit of work and like i see these people they're getting like scholarships yeah man they're they're not i mean they're smart but they're not way smarter than me like mm-hmm. they just yeah, tried man. and they just tried and then like my whole senior year i got like a's just because i was actually putting in the work and like trying in a yeah. little bit and so i hope the younger generation hears that and like just try like 100 dude yeah if i could go back it was just a matter of like you know um one thing I wish I would have been able to do is play some sports. I never played, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's something that could have helped me. You know, most of my friends were playing sports. Yeah. Soccer. They were doing soccer and stuff like that. 
I always sucked at it. Never was my thing. But uh, you know, I was just like I I've always loved baseball. Yeah. You know, so I was just like even if I just go back now and you know now I you know I coach my son's baseball team and stuff like that, and just kind of being in that moment, being there for my kids, I'm like you know they look like they're having so much fun. You know, my oldest son he's doing grid kit for Skyline, and they're yeah. just like oh nice. I'm like dang, you know this dude's like already eons ahead of me where I am, and you know because he has to be accountable to his team and he right. has to be like he has to show up. So I feel like. If I could have just had, you know, if I would have pushed myself to do it, because um, really at the end of the day, it's my own fault for, you know, how yeah. things went down. But mm-hmm. if I could have just put myself in those situations, I think, you know, high school would have been a little bit better. But it is what it is now, you know, it's just but it's just something that I do, you know, when I have these conversations with my kids, it's just like, yeah. yo, this is kind of how things are. Like, you either show up or you're not, but you you, you got to do one. You know, you gotta Yeah, do. and I'm glad you're, like, bringing that up because that's why I'm always on top of Diego. Like, I always tell him, yeah. Like, he may think that like I'm just on top of him just to be an ass, but no, it's because I, I I tell him all the time. I was like, I wish I had somebody like me talking to you like this, like telling you, like yeah. kind of do this, you. like do that, do that. I'm like, I'm not telling you. I'm telling you because I wish somebody would have pushed me at that time to do like to do better, you know, like invest in, yeah. into yourself. And so I, he didn't want to go to school this semester. Because he he waited too long to get his uh, his his classes, but oh no, I got on top of him. I was like, <laughs> and we made him go. I was like, you're probably upset about it, but you'll thank me later. I was like, I like I wish I had somebody on top of me because uh, when I grew up, all like my brothers and I, we're all around the same age, so we're mm-hmm. all trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, so he's like messing up, and I'm messing up, and he's messing up. Mm-hmm. There's no Just one like there. Just like dominoes, dude. You know, yeah, and then like your parents tried. The, but it's kind of hard when, like, when they come from Mexico and it's a whole different lifestyle. Oh, yeah, it is. Way different. So I know you, you started working at a bank after that because uh, you started working. I mean, we don't have to say where that, but you started working there for a while. Did you think that that's what you were going to do? Uh, yeah, man. You know, and actually just bef- right before that, too. So I used to work at the Shiloh Inns at the front desk. Oh, yeah. That was that's right. You know, at, at that age, how old was I? <laughs> That was like eight, nineteen. Man, that was the most funnest job I've ever had. Seriously, it was just, uh, you know, I, I was going to. Like I said I started. I, actually, I did go to ISU. That's right. I went to ISU for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool thing about that job was that they let me. Um, I mean, at that time, I would just sit on my computer and try to do my homework. You know. And yeah. So and I was doing that for hours. You know, bring my homework, sit at the counter, just do my homework, check people in, do what I needed to do, um, and so. I think the biggest thing that 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 helped me that the Shiloh Inns did for me was it gave me my voice, mm-hmm. like, or maybe I was always this way and I just never realized it. But I think this really put me on that that spot where it's just like you're constantly checking in people, you're meeting new people, people have questions about the city, people have questions just about the craziest things, and you're like, man, I'm 19, I don't know, like, <laughs> figure it out, you know. But that uh, that I that I really felt like that gave me my voice to like be able to communicate really well with people, and so. Um, then I did start working at, at, at the bank. I was at Wells. I was almost there for seven years, and I long really time. do feel, yeah, man, it was, you know, it was a long time, but I really do feel like when I got there, one thing I wanted to be was called a business banker, mm-hmm. and so I strived, man, in Wells, and, you know, when I was there, I was like the business dude, like, hey, you have questions about business? You come talk to me. Like, business, I built a lot of businesses within Wells, and helped a lot of businesses get from A to B, CD. I mean, I did a lot of things, but... I never realized, you know, I was pushing so hard to impress uh, the business bankers down, you know, down downtown on A Street, yeah. upstairs. Like, yo, man, I can do this just as good. If not, I, I can do it better because I feel like 
I can relate with a lot of people. I can, you know, plus I'm bilingual. So we have a lot of like, we have a lot of, you know, Spanish customers that have great businesses that we're not able to really touch them. And we're not able to really help them because, you know, most of you guys aren't bilingual, but I am and I already have that relationship with these guys. So I saw myself like, yo, that's, that's where I want to be. I want to be a business banker. Um, one of the biggest influences is uh, now the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of his position. Is he the C? No, he's not the CEO. He's pretty high up with B- Bank of Idaho, so it's not, he's not the CEO, and I don't think he's the CFO. Maybe he's one of those two things. I don't yeah. know. It's, he's, he's a president. He's the president. Vice for, president? Vice or? president for oh, okay. Bank of Idaho. His name's Caleb Dimmick. You know, that dude just, you know, he, I would go with him to go check out other businesses and just the way he flowed, like the way he connected, like, so tell me about your business and, you know, what do you guys feel like you're struggling with? And, you know, this is how we actually can help you guys out. But it was so genuine. Yeah. You know, I was like, yo, that's what I want to be. So I was inspired to be like Caleb. Um, to kind of shadow him. Yeah. Like, so, and he did, he man, did. He, he would stop into the branch and be like, so where are you at? You need to work on this. You need to work on these things. And so I was just honing my craft in there. You know, yeah. I was like, Hey, learn businesses, learn business, learn the finance, learn, like, I was taking all these, I would go home right. and still be on my laptop, like, taking courses, yeah. like, on business. That's how committed I was to this thing. I was like, man, I got to get there. Um, but at the same time, you know, I had my business going, too, so that kind of was just, like, mm. you know, it'd be, like, waves, like. So, he kind of mentor you, and he kind of grew from there. Yeah, man. The next level. So, what made you, like, at what point made you start a business? You know, because, I mean, you're doing the whole banking thing. At some point, something had to be, like, let me start yeah so my business you know it's kind of crazy i started my business about six and a half years ago Mm -hmm. so almost like at the same time i I started with wells i started my cleaning business i wasn't as heavy into it but uh really it was just i've been cleaning my sister dated one of my oldest sisters she dated a guy that that did cleaning you know we went and cleaned so i cleaned a lot of carpets since i was like 14 15 you know i was out there cleaning buildings and cleaning carpet and stuff like that so never in my head did I ever picture, you know, fast forward 15, 16 years later that, <laughs> holy cow, man, now now I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just something, you know, obviously triggered in my head. But uh, me and Kara at one point when I was working at Wells were like, hey, it's time to buy a house, like, time, you know, time to do something. So I was like, well, I'll get a part-time, you know, screw it, I'll get a part-time. And so I started cleaning with other cleaning companies. And it was just, again, dude, I, you know, like I said, I was out shining my, what I was doing, you know, I was... Yeah. When I'm there, I was meeting the with the owners, like, hey, what can I do better? Just building a relationship. And so, like, these guys would get so used to me, they thought that I was the owner all the time. Like, hey, if you had you guys do this and this, how much would you charge me? I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not the owner. Like, I'll, I'll you know, I'll pass it down. And then just one night cleaning, I, I, I was cleaning, and I was like, man, what the hell am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. I was mopping this gigantic floor, just pissed. I'm like, why am I doing this for somebody else? And it was right. just like, dude, the next, within that week, I filed for my, you know, I filed for our LLC and I was like, we got to, we got to do this on our own. You yeah. Know? So that's kind of how, that's kind of how that got started with, the, started. with the company, you know, and just kind of a little bit and a little bit, but. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. Everyone reaches a moment like that. Like when you realize you want to do so, and you have to like make the necessary changes. Oh yeah, man. Because I, I don't know if you listen back to um, when I talked about the moment that I decided to, buy a camera uh so where i used to work been there for 10 years and now i hated waking up i hated going and i asked them for a raise and they said no like plain out said no like we're not giving you a raise and i'm like i just spent like 10 years with you guys here never asked for a raise never like was here every day don't steal from you guys you know what i mean like I showed up yeah and you just like flat out said no so i was like i need to change like 
like my situation so that's when i bought a camera and then fast forward like a few years like like yourself and i have a whole ass media company and i do work for like a bunch of companies yeah which is really wild did you start stealing business like from uh my competitors yeah your stuff. competitors oh, dude yeah and even to this day you know i have a rule or i mean i already have a couple friends uh very like maybe two in the industry and i i do that because i know dude in my industry it's a doggy dog world mm-hmm. like you know and i guess in any industry yeah. it's like hey whoever can outperform outrank like we've got all these things in place and you know unfortunately if it's a competitor it's just like well hey man you know let's go head to head whatever it takes you know i'm you know i feel like in the game it's just like i try not to have very many friends in the same industry just yeah. because i would hate to cross paths with somebody like hey you took my contract and it's just like sorry man you know that, that, that unfortunately it's not like i'm like i and i don't ask i try not to ask like well who's cleaning for you because it's just like at the end of the day if my work our work and you know who we are as imperial cleaning can shine through and it shined more than your company unfortunately it was it was not it wasn't me making the decision for the owners it was the owner seeing value in what we were doing, what we are doing. That said, you guys need to come on. So yeah. unfortunately, it's just like I try not to have too many, you know, people in the same people in the industry. But either way, dude, I think uh, I think yeah, it, it's one of those things where um, you value will always speak for itself in any company. Oh, yeah. You know, true. So w- when you're you're working at, at Wells, and then you also have your company going, mm-hmm. right? And I'm pretty sure the workload is because I remember I think you told me that you would work at Wells and then afterwards you would go and like clean. Oh, yeah. You were working late nights. Uh, as the business grew, were you like, I need to choose one of these? Hundred percent, dude. You know, and all the time, you know, for me, it just it, it was reaching a point where it was just like, you know, I had bits to go do, and I, you know, when I was getting crazy, it was like on my lunch hour, I had one hour lunch, you know, and I was just like, okay, hey, on this lunch hour, I gotta go try to hit up this bit, I gotta follow up with this customer, and I gotta make sure I'm doing these things. So I was just like always running dude you know and even before work's like hey i don't have to be here till this time i'll go up and do that early and i'll go do this and so i was constantly constantly running and you know when i was working at wells you know my branch that i was at i worked at several but the last one i was at they were open from 10 to 7 p.m mm-hmm. and you know sometimes we'd have to be there at eight sometimes we were there at you know nine and then you hope you know that your te- one of your tellers would be able to balance and so you could actually be out there at a decent hour, but sometimes you're there till 8.30. And then for me, my biggest thing was like, hey, I need to go home so I can spend time with my kids, make sure that, you know, once they're asleep, everybody's asleep, I'm gone. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. It's just like getting me that peace of mind where it's just like, sweet, they saw me today, I saw them today. And then from there, it was just like, dude, I don't have, you know, I'll come back at six and I'll do it again. I did that for years, man, you know, waking up, you know, put in 24 hour days, you know, just, it was crazy, dude. It was crazy. Did you ever think about just doing the banking over, you know, over I, I, having your business? I, it was tough, man. It was tough because I had so much passion for businesses and growing because you businesses. were your personal banker, right? Yeah. So okay. I was, at the end, I was called a service manager, mm. but I was pushing to be the business banker. Gotcha. So it was just like I, I, tr- I tried taking on a bunch of different roles within the bank. Um, so that manager position really helped me elevate like, hey. And I told, you know, I was working with my best, one of my best friends now, Travis. And I was like, dude, this is my goal. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'll be, you know, I'll help the teller side do what they need to do. But ultimately, I'm trying to end up here. Like, I'm trying to end up here. He's like, cool. You know, and so that part was, you know, it was kind of tough because it was just like, I wanted to do my own thing. You know, I was just like, man, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of, you know, 
for one, I don't think anybody ever likes being told what to do yeah, to right. a certain degree, to a certain right. degree, right? And so um, that was just kind of starting to happen a little bit more. And I'm just like, you know, I think it's, you know, it's just like it, it's set. I remember sitting down uh, at my desk and at the branch I worked at, it was tiny, the one inside Walmart. I mean, oh, no windows, okay. no nothing. So me, I'm a huge outdoorsman. So like I like to, I put, I printed all these pictures of like the forest and trees and trails or whatever. And I sat and like pushed them all, pushed them all on my on the wall and I was always so busy that I never took the time to look at the wall and be like, hey, look, this is why you put them up here, you know? And then I had pictures of my family at the bottom. So I remember just asking myself like, what do I need to do here? You know, and it just, even my, you know, my pictures of my family, you know, as bad as it sounds to say, I'm always so focused on what the heck I was doing mm -hmm. that sometimes you don't even see those pictures, right? And they're right in front of your face. And I just remember looking down, I'm like, what's the right thing to do here? You know, do I need to step away? Do I need to stay? And then I just remember glancing down and look at the picture of my kids and immediately it was just like, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, a couple of days later, I told, you know, Travis, I was like, dude, I got to get out. You know, I'll give you guys a couple months. I gave him like a three month heads up. Hmm. to to be like hey find a manager to replace me do your thing and and i'm gone so so when you made that decision i mean i, I think it happens to a lot of people were you like nervous slash scared not knowing what yeah because like going into that like now you're gonna do this full time now i need to make it work early mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i'm leaving my actual full-time job that i know i'm gonna get a paycheck yeah at the, end. the security behind it yeah yeah, dude. And, you know, Wells Fargo puts up a ton of perks for you not to leave, you know. Like, I yeah, bet. They, they make it really hard for you to leave. And one of the biggest things was that uh, Kara was pregnant with Bodie, um, our three-year-old son, and uh, they give you paternal leave. So mm -hmm. you can actually leave for four months as a dad and get paid 100%. You know, it was like, if you're going to leave, you should do it after that so that you can take advantage of four months, take advantage of being with your kid, and also go grow your business. All right. But it was just like one of those things where I'm like, you know, on top of all the things that they had for you, it was just like, yeah, but if I leave, if I wait those four months, what am I losing out on myself and my business if I do stay, you know? And it's yeah. just like that security of just stepping out into the dark and being like, man, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, especially as a family man where you got a mortgage now and you've got these things in place. But no, nah, dude, I think for me, um, the reason I actually even gave them a three month notice was because me and Kara planned it out so well where it's just like, cool, let's pay off all our debt so that by the time I get to quit, um, quit Wells, I'm not worrying about, I'm not stressing about our bills. I'm stressing about going the business. So I think we, we were very, we were very strategic in our plan so that when mm -hmm. I did leave, it was just like a matter of cool. Let's just focus on the things that come up, you know, not focus about oh this and that and whatnot. So I think um, that's big advice, you know, for anybody listening out. That's just like, man, do I leave my job? Do I not leave my job? It's like, put it, put a plan in action. Put write your goals down, what you want to do, and then you know, set that date. You know, for yeah. me, it was just like December sixteenth or December fourteenth. It was like a, I think it was a Friday for payday, and that was the last of like paying off whatever we had left. And so that was why I set that day. It's like, hey, say that payday. It's gonna pay all these things off. We're good. And so that's, you know, that for me, again, going back to what I said about my GED, I paid it up front so that I was able to be, hold myself accountable. That was the same thing I did uh, at Wells was like, hey, here's our date. Here's our things. It's coming up. Did you meet it or not? You know, so yeah. full accountability there. there yeah. You go. Yeah. And awesome. I, I feel like that. I'm, hopefully people hear that because me, I hate that show. Have you ever seen The Secret? Mm -mm. So like you have to like put it like put it out there that oh i want to have like be successful i want this nice car and you have to like vision it but they don't realize 
you i can think about having a ferrari all day oh for sure right but is it gonna happen it'll only happen if you put in the work 100 percent. so like if you want a business you got to put in the necessary steps no one's gonna no one was out here but like hey paco i'm gonna give you a business like no one came out here and be like i'm just and then you'll have 100 percent of it that's why like when people message me like to do something and i give them a price and they're like oh that's a lot i'm like oh well you're you gotta realize like i have a thousands of dollars invested into equipment mm-hmm. my time uh schooling like all this stuff it's business yeah it, it's, a, it's a business like yeah, i'm sorry it's not a charity <laughs> yeah it's exactly. like it's not a charity you know we got to make some profit too so and i i hear that man i think uh you know uh, that happens to a lot of people it happens to me before you know where it's just like even right now with the electrostatic that that we have i mean that's that's huge you know that's the best of the best that you're going to be able to provide for customers especially if you brand if you have a an outbreak you mm-hmm. know outbreak somewhere it's just like what's the best way to to take care of this oh we'll send a couple guys in with the rags and wipe this stuff down yeah that's effective but that can here, take time that's going to take time not only is it going to take time but you're actually you know there's human error behind it we're human we make mistakes that's right. just that's just it here i'm coming in with this technology and the biggest thing behind it is when it sprays something it, the disinfectant that's in there it's positively charged and so when it sprays it it atomizes the disinfectant in the water and most surfaces are already negatively charged so when it hits that surface it attracts to each other it's like if you rub a balloon on your head and you put mm-hmm. it on the wall mm-hmm. it's opposites attracting so that's what the disinfectant does it when if i spray anything it's going to fully wrap around that that object 360 so there's no chance of you know human error Missing. behind that so that, that that's big you know and so when we talk about pricing with customers it's just like well you know you, you're paying for the ultimate thing for your brand you're paying for peace of mind for your, for your you know for your mm-hmm. staff and for yourself so it's just one of those things where a lot of people just don't don't think of the cost of so those things because those things aren't you know right policy. and having that great service too you're gonna give out yeah for, for that price so no i hear you man where people like want to and you know friends you know i think a lot of friends like hey bro like hit me like you know let's do do this for me you know like for me it's never like that man for me it's just like yo i'm supporting you in this way you're supporting me in this way and i feel like that's how it always should be looked at Mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes and i don't i mean obviously every now and then sure um help a friend out why not but i i think for the most part the way i've always seen it is with people that have businesses it's just like i know how hard i've worked to get where i'm at obviously you guys have worked really hard to get where you're at and it didn't come overnight yeah so i really want to fully support what you're doing no you know no questions asked yeah mm-hmm. so yeah and I, I feel like that's a, a big thing is a lot of people will support like i hate to say it like these makeup companies but then like say one of your friends starts a makeup like line they won't buy it just because i'm like this billionaire like kylie you're going to buy her makeup stuff, but then mm-hmm. like your friend, you expect it for free and they'll help. I'm doing air quotes, help promote you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I hate that. Me, like if you start doing something, I'm going to do whatever I can to help out. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking for anything for free. Kind of like, I don't know if you notice those paintings right there. Do you know who's, who's they are? Oh, that's my boy. Yeah. That's my boy. I got to get, Ma- I, I got to get mellow in here too. Yeah. percent. But, but you know what I mean? Like I didn't be like, Hey, give me one for free. And I'll, like, I'll tell people about you. I'm like, no, that's cool. You're doing prints. Let me get some. I actually have one more. I think I have it. In you my, have a third one? Yeah. I think I have it in my office and at, at, at tops. You know what I mean? Like little things like that go a long way, like supporting other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if you start doing things for free, it just I mean, you can't it's not a business. business. Yeah, it's not a can't. business, dude. Unfortunately, it's just like you know we're here to make a you know a business that's gonna grow and succeed. And unfortunately, you can't you can't do that just off of dreams and hopes and you know stuff like that. Now, is it acceptable to help every now and then? No, you yeah, know, of course. You bet. You bet. You know, we're we're when time calls for it. But for me, you know, it's just like always a thing of like I got to make sure that you know. This, you know, I, I, what, is it, what is it? The X's and O's are crossed. Like, yeah. make sure that these things are there and put in place so that we can have a successful company. Because for me, it's just like the the way that the company is going right now. I, I can see this thing going for miles, miles, and I'm envisioning that and I'm putting it into work, you know, every day. And so for me, it's just like a matter of okay, I got to make sure that this is all sustainable. Because if it's not, it's just like. I can grow the company as much as I want, but if it's not sustainable, mm -hmm. then it's just, you know, going in circles and nothing's really growing. So I think uh, going back to Wells, this is where I find it just insane is the amount of passion that I had to grow all these businesses for Wells, the amount of courses that I took for Wells. It's all playing in my life right now. So yeah. everything that I learned business-wise, I'm putting it into work in my own business. Own so business. it's just like, hey, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. I need to be here. Cut this out. And it's just crazy that I'm able to, you know, it's just like I went to school for it. But really, it was just, you know, something I was doing for another passion. And it mm -hmm. all just kind of ended up being, you know, infused into one. Yes. So while your company is growing, did you have did you ever have like uh, friends and family working with you? Oh, 100 percent, dude. Is that something you would recommend just because it's really hard to work with friends and family? It is, man. It is. Um, you know, I've had our moments where um, you're just like, ah, you know, family. The thing with family sometimes is, you know, that's my brother. You know, that's my son, whatever. You know, rather than, hey, he's the owner of the company. That's our boss. Yeah. You know, and so, like, to cross that line. But luckily, man, you know, we've had our bumps here and there. But, um one cool thing that I can definitely say is my parents actually work for me. Mm. You know, one of my biggest goals, my biggest dream was, was like, hey, how can I help my parents out financially? Yeah. You know, and it's obviously like when you're working, you know, you got a family looking at your check like, all right, well, I can't just, you know, say here's <laughs> 400 bucks. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, but now I, it, one of the coolest things, and I'm glad you brought that up because um, we've put a lot of things in place. You know, I've got plenty of family that works for me, but I really do feel like because of the relationship and because of, things that I've had to endure and kind of just put in place like, okay, here's professionalism, mm -hmm. here's family, you know, like this is where the lines cross. And so my business is like, I, I know how hard I worked for it. So for me and my family, like my parents, you know, they're my number one, dude. They, you know, they take, they take care of, you know, a lot of stuff for me. And, you know, obviously it's really cool for me to be able to see like, man, you know, it's like, it's rewarding to see how well like they're doing together. And for me, obviously it's like, that's my parents, you know, yeah. they, they gave me, they gave me everything. Mm -hmm. So I try to give them as much as give I possibly back. can. Like no questions asked, you know, no questions asked when it comes to that kind of stuff. And same with like for my family and even my employees now, dude, you know, now that we've got um, 32 employees, you know, it's, it's a matter of like, I want to make sure that all my all my employees feel like man this dude actually does care for me mm -hmm. you know he takes the time to get to know us and you know whether it's a bonus here or there or whatever it may be for us like i want people it's one of the coolest things that i always get that's really gratifying gratifying to me is people find it hard to leave the company because of how well we take care of them mm -hmm. you know and i feel like that's one of the biggest factors of our growth is just we're setting a a really good environment within the company where employees feel like they're happy and 
they enjoy like it they yeah. like it yeah because so. you, you notice like a lot of the companies that last uh will have a, a good retention of like employees is mm-hmm. because the whoever's in charge is taking care of them kind of like at, at tops leo he always like he comes and talks to you like he, he gets to know you he makes you feel like you're his family when you're not sure. even his family he buy like he buys everyone food you know what i mean like yeah and when you feel like that because i feel like frank does that a lot too like i mean i'll look at a lot dude there's a lot of great benefits and you know perks working over there in that company and and it makes it hard to leave yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and the reason i brought that up is because uh I, there is some companies where like you know the owner and then like say you hire a friend and then they start taking advantage of yeah, it just man. because you're friends and then it, it's really hard to to tell them like to discipline them as an employee like if they mess up or do something because then they take offense to it and they're like dude i thought we were boys like, yeah. you know what i mean like so right. have you ever ran into those issues or you you try to stay away from that you know uh not necessarily you know i think when i when i bring on friends um it's more of like for instance right now um a couple of things that we've added to our company is we've added you know a marketing team uh which is my brother-in-law actually you know jared brost and so he's in charge of he's the head of marketing now and then travis um from from wells he's my hr director and then we nice. actually just brought on a cfo um to the company ocl and we've been uh we've been friends forever you know mm-hmm. when we banking wise at, we were wells? There, at wells that's dope so yeah he just became my cfo um just about a month ago so to me that's just been like there's a lot of friends right there there's a lot of relationships have a there. connection relationship. but you know it's really cool when it's just like we're all on the same page like everybody like i really truly feel like you know everybody's like trying to make it so that it's just you know they're growing the company but they're also taking you know stress off my shoulders like hey we'll handle this we'll handle this and it's just like when we have our our zoom meetings on fridays and stuff like that it's just like we all collaborate and it's like hey this is where we're at this is like what are we shooting for next quarter what are you struggling with like you know what do you need help with and mm-hmm. it's just like it's different because for me it's just like delegating stuff you know like now that i'm i, I grew this thing all on my own you yeah. know i did it all on my own so for me to just be like take care of that take care of that do that you know it's just like it's really hard to let go because it, it feels like it's your baby yeah right? man it's right. just like ah but i'm trying to rip that stuff away man because like i said i really i just want to be able to focus on the relationship and build you know mm-hmm. really relationship aspect with my uh clients and just growing the company so it's uh it's cool to see but no i definitely feel like who you bring on you know i've had a good conversation with all of them as far as like borderline dude like hey if it comes to the t- if it comes to a time where it's just like i mean you need to have these words as professionals then we're gonna have them and if i have it comes a time where i'm gonna have to just cut you because it's not working out then you know no harm no you know it's just business is business at some point man mm-hmm. and that's how i see it you know but at the same time you know, I think it comes in within that type of environment. You know, I've never been a boss where it's just like, oh, I feel like I'm high and mighty because I'm this person. It's just more like, hey, let's just grow together. Yeah. You know, I think just good leader qualities that, that you have to bring on because if you're just that guy where it's just like, you know, I'm this and, do you know, pointing fingers at this and that. It's just like, no, nah, man, you know, this is a this is a team effort that if we all do good, it was just like on, you know, Friday, we got awarded two new contracts and it was just like, send a text message out like hey you know with an email like congrats you were awarded this contract like hey we all winning you know we all we're yeah. all winning because the more we grow the more we're all able to kind of help success you mm-hmm. know be successful that's dope yeah i'm glad you bring that up because like if you're trying to grow with the company you you gotta like 
because you can hire friends obviously you can mm-hmm. hire friends but i think setting that that those like expectations hey, mm-hmm. not just that like be like hey like we're friends we're cool but when it comes to this like we're professional mm-hmm. like if i have to get onto you like don't take it personal but like this is i take this serious you know? yeah and and it's cool they all see it like that you know what i mean like because because if you grow the company grows everyone grows everybody like, wins yeah, yeah everybody wins and you have to have people on that same page uh because there, there's some people who i mean they'll message me and then be like hey like can you do this for me hey can you like do this for me i'm like all right well this is like what it will cost you but like i'll give you like a, a discount because you're and they're like oh that's that's still a lot you know like, but you know what i mean like Hey, it's your craft, man. Yeah, and then like people want me to to like bring them on, like hire them on. Like I have some people who work for me now mm-hmm. that help me, like because I mean you brought it up earlier. It's hard to do everything. Oh, dude. Like when you start doing everything, that's when everything will, like will start falling apart because there's so much on your plate and so much stress, and you that's try to true. handle it all. That's true, man. And then you start, you know, then you start like, you know, now that you know we handle a lot of facilities uh, all throughout East Idaho. Um, that it's just like keeping up with the need, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, so what happens if you get, you know, 15 new contracts in one month and, right. you know, you're this one guy and you've already got a handful of employees and a handful of, you know, people that you need to take care of. How do you take care of these people? You know, yeah. it's like you got to allow yourself uh, the time and to, to grow because if you're mm-hmm. not willing to grow yourself and know that like, hey, this isn't a one man show anymore. And right. it, it's cool to see that, man, where it's just like I've been able to kind of, you know, stretch my hands a little bit more and kind of go out there and just, you know, be like, cool, oh, this is already taken care of. And it's a weird feeling at first, you know, it started, it still kind of feels weird, but it's also super nice to know that, hey, these things are being taken care of, this thing's being taken care of. I'm, I'm going this way mm-hmm. right yeah. now, you know, so, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, to answer your question, I think it just comes down to, you know, uh, if the word, whether it be loyalty, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, man, I just, you know, finding super, when it comes to friends and family, you know, uh, just, finding loyalty in people because you know I've, I've had multiple people i've worked with multiple people you know maybe it hasn't worked out and you know but for me it was just like a hey unfortunately this, things aren't working out just not you know how i'm seeing things and you know cut ties but we're still professional about it we're still good yeah but you know for the most part the, the things that we've been able to put in place i think you know my friends and the family that are on my team they're you know they're striving for the same things they want to be successful you know but you got to be able to give them that you know kind of take the the leash off and say okay this is you know your responsibility and here's your future opportunities you got to be able to provide opportunities for people and let them use like a lot of people that work for me um they have degrees i mean a lot of them work out at the site you Mm -hmm. know and they've got engineers but they enjoy cleaning they just you know it's kind of like peace of mind Mm -hmm. for some of them and um but what one thing that we've done is if we've got somebody that has a degree in writing, hey, I want you to write me a blog post on these certain things. Or I need you guys to put... So whatever they have their degrees in, we're trying to use not only like, hey, you're a cleaner, but if you have a degree in this, you know what you're doing here, let's go ahead and elevate that your craft and do this for the company. So that's one thing that I think that, that, that I like that we do because it's pretty unique. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then it helps like... Because they didn't originally get hired for their writing, mm-hmm. but then you're like... Will you write? Like, let's have you write. It's like, you, it. it's like having that skill set that you can also kind of use. Yeah, man. And have them kind of help. So they feel us. empowered. People feel yeah. empowered. You know, it's right. just like, hey, heck yeah, I'm doing you know yeah. fucking stuff. I out. feel like uh, the work environment is a big thing. Like, if if you don't have a good work environment, because you have people with degrees working for you, like 
they could go and get a job working in, in their field yeah. and hate it. But, like, you bring them over here. They like cleaning. You, like, they enjoy it. Just based on, like, I know how you are as a person. So I know, like, how you treat your, your employees. So like, I'm I'm almost positive that the work environment is great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. people like coming to work. People like working for you. And yeah. I, I want to get on, on a topic since, of course, we got a, a cleaning company owner here. And this whole year has just been one wild year. Like, nobody expected this. I can't believe I was like, I'm excited for 2020 and yeah, New know, Year's right? Eve. So when did you guys start he- hearing about COVID? Um, you know, early on. Uh, early on, um, like I said, with Waxy, they kind of uh, they kind of pointed out because with the electrostatic, the, the year prior, they had these big... Uh, these big conventions mm-hmm. out uh, the mm-hmm. last one is out in las vegas um and i fortunately i didn't get to go to that one uh but they have all these conventions all throughout the u.s and on that last one is when they came out with that technology it's called protexas um well i mean there's multiples but they went to the convention they kind of came to us and maybe other other people i think they went to multiple because i mean multiple multiple cleaning companies go to these guys yeah. and other sources um but you know, it's one of those things where I think, you know, early on, whether it, it be, you know, early February, early January, um, that they're like, hey, kind of just put it in your ear. Like, by the way, right. this is something that, you know, that's big. And you're like, oh, cool. You know, kind of just play it like that. You mm-hmm. know, but then, you know, uh, one Mike, like Richard, his name's Richard, out of Waxy, he's like, dude, like this is like what you need you know mm-hmm. this is exactly what's gonna from what i from what we see coming this is something that's gonna definitely help elevate and it so, kind of prepare you for what's what yeah. can maybe be coming over here yeah because it's just like you know and, and a matter of the even even before, if covid wasn't a thing i think it, with flu season you've got so many things and we take care of a lot of medical facilities so i saw it as a huge plus for them anyways yeah um so they brought that on and so we were like all right so we kept you know we follow the CDC, we follow in the WHO, so the World Health Organization. You know, we, we've all, we, we followed those guys super heavily. And so um, one thing funny with that was because, you know, I, I went off some certain guidelines, mm-hmm. all the bids that we had put out the year prior, um, people were like, oh, okay, you know, kind of just flipped a couple pages on our bids and stuff like that. So once COVID was COVID, you know, for real, it was like, okay, this thing's huge our phone was blowing up like, hey, we went over your like contract and you guys were actually like anything that the CDC is putting out. Uh, Center for Disease uh, Control is what the CDC stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I got that wrong, which I potentially could have. But <laughs> they're saying, you know, hey, make sure that you guys are disinfecting doorknobs and light switches and all these high touch areas. And so they're like, oh, we see that, you know, a year ago, you guys were already start. You guys were already hitting these spots super heavily. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we overlooked, you know, what you guys were trying to provide for us. So, it was cool to see like we had a wave of people like okay you guys actually know what you're doing you you know you, you're, you're the real deal type stuff and and so that was cool to see but yeah that's kind of how we you know with for covid for us it, it started being you know uh it, it could have gone so many different ways you know you think about how many businesses had to close down and you know we take care of quite a bit of businesses and mm-hmm. it's just like man are things if these things all shut down you know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. you know what's gonna happen but because again, I take care of multiple, multiple medical facilities. Medical so, do you go like once a week, once a month? Seven days a week, week, man. 
Seven every day. Okay. Seven days a week. We've got oh, wow. people out seven days a week. So, you know, and that's cool to see, you know. How far how far do you travel? Is it the whole southeast or do the you? The whole southeast. So sometimes we're out, you know, we even go to Jackson a few times, you know, oh, go wow, to okay. Jackson a few times. And that's a, that's an area that we're really trying to branch out Wanting to, to, like, expand. Yeah, dude, once it's right there, there, you know, and potentially Oregon, Oregon is in the works and stuff right now. So it's just a matter of, uh, yeah, just dude, growing. just kind of just keep growing. And it's like, it, it's just one of those things where if you build your foundation within your company, right? Because like I said, I think I could I could grow this company super fast right now if I wanted to. But then what happens is if I grow out so fast that we lo- we lost our consistency behind it, you know? Oh, yeah. So for me, it's just like, I'm taking it one day at a time, making sure that we put the right pieces the right in place. Structure. And so yeah, now my team, like so now that I've got a, a killer team um, and killer set of employees, like once we can learn like, hey, we need to change this, this needs to change, plug this in, boom. Once I know that foundation is strong enough, we're taking over, so. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that, uh, that's really cool. So I know I have a lot of, like, it's it's wild how many people, like, started listening to the podcast. Like, it's it's insane. Like, and people that reach out, like, oh, I heard this, I heard this. And then just seeing the map, like, mm-hmm. where it's being listened to. Now it's, like, all overseas. I just saw that we, we reached Latvia. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what are you guys doing listening <laughs> I know, to, right? <laughs> to my podcast? So, um. What what are some of the things that you offer for businesses? Because I I do have a lot of business like mm-hmm. friends that have businesses. Like, what do you guys offer like cleaning wise? Cleaning wise, so the first one for sure is electrostatic. I think that's the biggest one. Um, where if you're trying to provide peace of mind for your employees, um, or if you had an outbreak, the electrostatic. You know, if you go onto our website, um, uh, imperialcleaninginc.com. Um, there is some blogs, there's some links, there's some videos there that you can watch, uh, kind of a little bit more of that technology so you know kind of what I'm talking about. Um, but that's the biggest one that I would say that I want to push just because of COVID being a big thing. You know, apart from that, we offer a variety of services, whether uh, one thing that we started doing prior was just stopping in at buildings and saying, look, if you are a lot of doctors and a lot of offices seem to clean in-house where you know they have their own employees doing it but was offered coaching like Mm -hmm. hey show me how you guys are doing certain things and if it was just like okay this just needs to be tweaked this way or this needs to be drastically changed this way Mm -hmm. i remember i stopped into and i won't mention any names of course a uh, medical office Mm -hmm. and you know i was going through doing an inspection and we put the UV light. So one thing we do is we use UV lights to inspect, giving you guys some info, uh, <laughs> and do, in, do inspections to see like, hey, if I have a leads, you know, any of my leads walking in, just like, hey, go check that work. And if they go into the bathroom and see like, okay, there's a ton of fluids on the toilet, on the wall, whatever, you know, take pictures and let us know like, hey, this is what we need to improve on. But I walked in and I put the UV light on the handrail and that handrail just like lit up like yeah, you have no yeah. idea. Oh, and I'm just like, so I took a video of it and I was like, she's like, so what was your biggest takeaways? And I was like, well, there was a few. And I was like, but I think the biggest one is just, you know, sometimes we miss the most common things. You know, mm-hmm. nobody ever thinks when you go to the bathroom, like I've always been kind of a germ guy where it's just like I go to public restrooms and I'm like, I mean, it's so funny. I use like my, my foot to lift up the the toilet lid like i'm like one of these days my foot's gonna fall in that toilet and i'm gonna be screwed uh but like I, and it's funny because i've taught my kids to be this way too mm-hmm. so if that happens to them hopefully right. it happens to them first before it happens to me um just kidding but you know so 
that was one of the biggest things that they took away is training you know training we if you know a lot of people don't necessarily uh, maybe they can't budget for a cleaning company or maybe they just need somebody to come in so we offer those type of trainings and obviously we offer uh, commercial cleaning whether it's windows carpet tile and grout um, or just your regular janitorial services uh, we're offering that seven days a week you know so that's mm -hmm. that's a lot you know that's that's a lot if you think about you know if you think as a person if you're like hey, seven days you know but if you think about taking care of a building's needs and a facility's needs for seven days a week um when you have multiple people in there making messes and you've got doctors that are super particular like hey this leaf needs to be turned left mm -hmm. you know like it gets so meticulous sometimes that you gotta you know there's so much behind going on to make sure that everything's functioning the training the mindset um so that's just one of the things that that uh, has really helped us grow too is just like you know when we make mistakes is we're human you yeah. know we're human so that's one of the things i always tell like clients like you know do i feel like we offer a ton of value and everything that we're bringing in is amazing i do you know but are we perfect and are we going to miss something sometime you bet we are you know and that's i think that's just being real with them where it's just like i'm not going to promise in here and tell you that hey we're the best cleaning company we're never going to miss anything you know nothing's ever going to be missed it's just like you're just setting yourself up for failure there yeah because the moment it happens it's like hey remember this sign that you yeah. said you're never going to fail like it just happened and you're like yeah shit you know so dang that, that yeah. i'm glad you brought up the the handrail because i remember a while back ago this was way before covid uh when i was with my ex you know how you go like on uh, the escalators and stuff and people always grab the yep. things to go up the rail like i remember she was with us one time and like i put my hand there and she slapped it and she's like you know how many people grab those things that are like sick uh have some sort of like disease going mm -hmm. on and you really don't think about it and i sat there and and i, and I thought about it i'm like holy shit like um, and if you watch almost everybody that gets on it puts their hand it. on it mm -hmm. and then after that they're touching their face yeah, they're dude, it's nasty. eating and so now if you notice like every time i go on escalators i never touch the things because i noticed it because when you saw doing that i asked him each one i was like oh shit yeah i can i kind of have a point so when i go anywhere and i see them i don't touch them either yeah, yeah just, because it's, there's a process exactly like, it, it feels awkward because you naturally you get on it you just want to grab that's it. what you yeah. got for safety yeah your body are like oh safety yeah mm -hmm. and then like you but you don't realize how many people had the same exact thing it's and then, unreal man it's uh and you know it's so funny how my kids have it down to a t when we're in a public restroom like i actually did a video on facebook where i i did an inspection on a public toilet and dude you know it was disgusting oh, I bet. like just disgusting and some people just go and sit down like you know that's why those papers that's why that paper is there for that toilet so right. you can sit down that's there for that's not there you know for just looks that's there for your safety you know that's yeah. how a lot of um things get contracted to you and uh it, it's nasty but it's funny so my kids um like if there's no paper you know that paper that's 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 there for that toilet i'm like you get a bunch of toilet paper and you make yourself you know whatever you need to do um, and then the biggest things too is just like, so you're done doing your business, wash your hands, open the door, head out. Guess what? You already touched the doorknob. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're back to square one. So now it's just funny where, you know, they'll wash their hands. They'll get a piece of uh, paper towel, turn the doorknob, hold it with the door with their foot, chuck it in the garbage. Like my kids now, I'm just like, man, that's cool. But you know, that's good things to teach kids like cleanliness oh, yeah. because you know, kids are kids. They're not going to care. Mm -hmm. They don't really care. But it's funny because I passed that down to my kids, and now my kids are like meticulous when they go to the bathroom. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, and it's people need to realize that that's a it's a big way, not just to spread like 
what's going on this year with COVID, like any anything, anything yeah. just even getting sick. Yeah, because think about it. Next time you go to um, use a restroom or something like, or you touch a handrail, any handrail, it doesn't have to be an escalator. Like everyone grabs them, mm-hmm. and then like how many times do you touch your face? Like you'll touch your face right after. Like you'll some people won't even wash their hands before they eat, and then they'll. Oh, you, you know what I mean? So I'm glad all this is coming up, and I hope a lot of people hear that. And uh, I'm glad you were able to come on and just basically tell your story. You know what I mean? Because, like, you didn't graduate high school and were like, I'm going to have a successful cleaning company. Yeah, man. No, it was just crazy kind of. And like I said, even being at, in college, you know, I was like, hey, I'll do the college thing. You know, uh, me and Carmelo went to college. Well, he started going before me, so I was like, oh, you know. Uh, so I went to... I think I went for just a few semesters, but it kind of, it, it quickly set in for me. I'm like, this isn't for me. You know, I knew right away. I was like, you know, I was giving it my all and I was, you know, liking the environment, but more liking the idea of like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, like I, I should be here uh, in college. Uh, but it was just like, it quickly set in for me. I'm like, hey, this, this wasn't for me. This isn't going to work for me. But I knew I was like, but I'm hard. I'm a hardworking person. I'm not afraid of work. Yeah. Um, and I'm, so... That was a big takeaway for me, man, and that's something I talk about my kids all the time. It's like, you know, for me, the biggest thing that I push on on anybody is you got to find your happiness, dude. If you're not happy, you know, there's uh, I've had so many conversations at um, all my kids' games with, uh, you know, the parents, and some of these dudes are, again, they're out at the site. They make good money. They're doing all these things, and they're just like, man, I really wish I had my own business, you know? Like, yeah. I just, you know, I'm nervous to leave, you know, and I just... But if I could just, you know, what I do at the side if, or whatever it may be, I could just apply it to myself and just do it for myself. Like, I wish I could do that. I mm-hmm. want to do that. So, you know, you're so lucky that you get the opportunity to do it for yourself and stuff like that. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, you could, you know, yeah. you could. But it's just, again, it's the society, you know, I've, I've got to be here and I've got to do this. And that fear, you know, fear is one of those things that it sets it sets a lot of people back. So. I think, um, you know, we've been pretty fortunate to, to be in the position that I am and just pushing, you know, the, the biggest thing for me was like, I got to be happy, dude. I got to be happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the fear part because uh, one thing that, like, I remember so, like, well, uh, Will Smith said it. He said that there's so much beauty on the other side of fear. Well, like, once you, like, even doing all this for me, like, sometimes I'm like, fuck, like, like this is a lot of money I'm investing, or this is a lot of yeah, time. Man. Like, like, uh, or I can just go out and find a like a regular job and and see like do it that way. But I wasn't happy doing it like that, you know. So like, you have to. If it doesn't scare you, like of course something that's different, and there's you. no security behind it because like you you could have went did the 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 cleaning company, something could have happened and like everything fall apart. Mm-hmm. So there was that fear that you know like now I have to make it work. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. And I'm glad you put that, like, put it that way. That way, like, you're like, I have to make this work now. Like, uh, And it obviously paid off, you know? Yeah, man. Thankfully, like I said, it's been, uh, I'm glad I did it. It's probably one of the best things that I could have ever done. And um, and now I just feel almost responsible, too, um, in certain ways where it's just like how you talked about, I, you know, and I connected with that 100% where you're trying to influence your brother. Yeah. You know, it's like I've got, you know, three younger brothers and so for me, it was just like, man, you know, we're out here making moves. Like, this is something that you guys could be doing, too. And it's just like, you know, follow my example. Do the things that, you know, obviously do do you, be yourself. Yeah. But, you know, 
know that I'm here, know that, you know, we can make things happen. So I feel like almost a responsibility now to like, because of my upbringing, man, you know, I've been on probation been on like, I was all, I was on all these things, dude. And it was just like, it's funny that I ran into my probation officer from a long time ago. Um, she's like, so what are you up to? She's like, or actually she's like, I saw your video on Facebook, you know, one of your videos on Facebook. And she's like, it's crazy to me to think of who you were there and as a kid mm-hmm. to see you now. Uh, as a hippie, you know, but, you know, because of my hair, you know, my hair, she's like, uh, but it's really crazy to see that, you know, you were able to find yourself because you were really lost. And I, I probably was, man. I, you yeah. know, I was lost. And so now that I know where I'm going, it's like you got tunnel vision. It's just like, I got to make this happen. I got to make this happen. Um, but again, I think the biggest thing that I push is just finding something that's going to make you happy. Because if mm-hmm. you don't, like, no matter what you do, if you're not happy doing it, then, you know, it's just always going to feel like a burden to you. And so that's something, you know, I talk about heavily with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the way we grew up, I grew up a very traditional, you know, Mexican life where yeah. my parents, you know, worked their face off. And, you know, that's what they were doing. They were just trying to keep our family alive and provide things for us. So they didn't really have time and they didn't have the education to really teach us about finances, to teach us about, you know, a lot of these things. And so mm-hmm. now that I'm like... I was thankfully introduced to that stuff. So now that I want to, I want to make sure that I pass that on to my kids and pass it down to other kids, you know, um, that are, that may be listening to this. Where it's just like, man, I, I've been there. Yeah. You know, I've been there. But you know, if you can just find the find the will, dude, that's just it. Finding the will, finding that grit, and just you know, not being scared to do it. Anything's possible. So hundred percent. Before we get out of here, quick tips, cleaning tips. Cleaning tips. Like, uh, for, like, personal house, uh, that a lot of people miss out on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, obviously, sure. they overlook it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, making sure that we're hit. You, a lot of the people, like, what we do at the house pretty frequently is, you know, disinfect our doorknobs, our light switches. That, like, so just like we do it at a building, we do it here, especially if you've got kiddos. I mean, those dudes are sticking their hands where they shouldn't be, um, first of all. But... Um, and another th- the big thing that we take care of is, you know, the air quality. So making sure that people are changing their air filters at home. Um, if you look at sometimes if you go to a house and their vents are like, like the vents, like just like covered dusty. in dust. Yeah. It's because that filter, it's time to change that thing out. And some of the filters, you can get, we'll get like some fat filters now that, you know, if you have bad allergies, I got some crazy allergies and so do my kids and my family. So we buy these like these super thick filters but they also help fight off viruses and stuff like that they're good for allergens and stuff like that and so um, making sure that you're changing the filter so that you're changing the quality of air that you breathe in at home um, those are the biggest things so yeah well i'm glad you were able to come on uh i learned a lot you know what i mean especially like i knew where you came from so i I wanted people to hear your story you know what i mean because you're doing a lot of a lot of good things right now not just helping uh, people stay healthy but you know like you built a business from mm-hmm. the ground up yeah man and, so I, and it's growing that's, yeah, that's pretty and awesome. it's very Great growing story. so where can they reach you at uh so if you guys want we're on all different platforms you can find us on linkedin instagram facebook youtube um yeah or if you want to you know talk to me directly if you have questions and you know what sometimes the cool thing is that it doesn't even matter if it's a cleaning question sometimes it's just you know hey i've got a business question i've had a lot of friends hit me up like hey i'm trying to do this you know feel free to hit me up my cell phone is 208-520-3202 or shoot me a text and i'm you know sometimes it takes me a second to get back but you know if there's a question that you might have or anything that i can help with i'm more than willing to so yeah. yeah, I'm glad you offer people. He's offering you guys advice. He's not going to do it for you. This man is a busy man. Okay. 
just he'll, advice. Yeah, yeah he'll 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 because you know there's some people who just want everything to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna tell you how to go ground up. But you know, just a quick question here and there. I'm cool with that. You know, I think that's something that again, I've always enjoyed helping other people. Oh yeah. You know, to grow their business and stuff like that. But yeah, don't take it. Don't take it for advantage. Anything yeah. like that. So. <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank you again for coming on, dude. I learned a lot, and hopefully, a lot of people will see your story and then get motivated to do something themselves may it be cleaning or whatever because everyone loves something different 100 uh, percent. i see mm-hmm. I, cleaning that's like work to me but you love doing it. you know what i mean like yeah for sure dude. and then me sitting here 10 hours editing i love that and some people find that as work you know yeah. what i mean like so find whatever you love um it could be a cleaning company you could be in paco's position bro. do you uh, <laughs> before we go do you like paco or do you like francisco uh, I've know, always known people, you. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, like for the people that I just barely that barely get to know me, it's always Francisco. But for everybody that's known me since I was a kid, Paco's kind of it. Just, it just feels right, you know. <laughs> it feels right for the people that know me. Like, hey, Paco's cool, so I'm totally cool with Paco. But for the people that don't know me, it's just Francisco. So. And before we go, too, do you do you remember Two Tone? I do remember Two Tone, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> it, it's funny because you he even came up with a little song for it. He copied one of Little Rob songs. Dude, that's do you remember so right. that? I don't remember that. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was the Summer Night song. Cause if From you Little Rob? Yeah, uh, Junior used to play it, and then we used to call his car Two Tone because it was two different cars. I remember, yeah, I remember. It was a Ford that. Escort. That, that thing was. <laughs> and then, like, there's a part that uh, rhymed with. or. Uh, you just polished up the tone, like it went something polished like up the two tone or something <laughs> like that. That's so funny, man! I totally forgot about that. That's uh, throwback yeah. right there. That was a uh, shoot. Where is that car? I need to buy it. I, just, <laughs> I need to buy it back. You know, everybody has their one car, like uh, you know, like I think Ludacris. I thought. I oh yeah, he kept his like some like accurate. Oh yeah, an old I don't know what it was, but he kept his old car that he had. I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Like. You know, just like an everyday reminder, like, dude, that, that that was my thing. So bring back the tone. Bring back the tone. So that's sweet, man. That thing was standard. I didn't. I went on a date on that thing. I got driving lessons the day before to drive on standard, and so my <laughs> date was the most awkward thing. Like, and we were on. It was like slow traffic, so it was constantly like. Oh, a little jumpy. <laughs> I was like, no, well, this is awkward. So, but yeah, that's that. That's a good memory, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> Did that girl call you back? No, she didn't. So, <laughs> so I, I think she's still uh, she still hates me for that. Yeah, a lot of embarrassing dates that happened to me, man. So that, that's actually really funny. I'll have to get you back in here, and we'll have to get some throwbacks though, because I know, right? We went through quite a bit. Oh, dude, yeah, no, that was uh, we lived. You know, one cool thing uh, is when my where my mom lived and where Edgar lives. Like they relived right down the road from each other. Literally, it was just you know like a five minute drive down a different road, but we lived in the same same neighborhood. Same neighborhood. So I, I was I was over there pretty frequently for a little bit yeah and then uh, i remember I'm, you see how it like it keeps going i know um, dude so your sisters used to walk to the bus stop right yeah because there was none that went mm-hmm. through our neighborhood and so i remember they they used to go like kind of where the car dealership is at now yeah oh and i would have to walk uh i would walk over by tiebreaker because that was the closest one Oh, no way. I didn't know that, dude. Yeah, see, and, and my little brother, he doesn't realize that he has it easy now. Like, before I had to walk over there, and I got tired of walking, so that's when I was like, I'm going to buy a car because I, I don't like walking over here every day because yeah. I would have to walk there, and then I would have to walk home. So, And it was it was past Highbreaker. It was it was on the corner of Country Corner. 
Holy cow. That dude. was your, your dude, winters were rough. That was a rough walk. In yeah. There. I felt like, you know, we were seriously like <laughs> out there freaking on Everest. You're just going through it. I'm like, man, why the heck are we doing this right now? But dang, I didn't realize that you guys had to do that, that you had to do that. I had to do that because after that, that's when they started adding uh, bus stops. Bus to routes and that. Yeah, dang. Now they added schools and Bonneville got so much bigger. Did it? They added a whole new gym, a whole new section, like for, with classes, and Dang. it looks like a freaking college ta- or college school now. Yeah, have, have you been back? I haven't been. No, sh- don't go back because you'll be like, "Why the hell didn't you guys have this movie here?" <laughs> I know. I'm like, "Hey, where's Mortimer at?" Like, that's just, no, I'm just kidding. He was a he was a good guy, uh, super funny. But I didn't know that man. I did not realize that uh, that uh, Bonneville had grown that much, and that you guys had. I felt like. It, I was pissed off all the time having to walk all that way. I was like, man, this freaking sucks. You know, summertime, sure. Yeah. But wintertime, eh, that sucked. So maybe That's why I, got- I was giving Diego shit because he had to literally walk down the street. And he didn't like, he was always late and didn't like walking there. He would always want to ride. Because like, don't know, to, man. You have to walk down the street. I had to walk like a freaking two miles out like, like, just to get the bus stop. Yeah, like I had my trekking poles with me. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know. So, yeah, dude. Sometimes uh, you tell your stories and your brother's like, ah, it's like, bro, but you didn't live it, man. I was there. Like you didn't have to do it. That's you why you, you just it. blown it off. Freaking. That's funny, man. No. So, was that... Uh, that first car you got was it that white that Dodge Chrysler? Spirit? Dodge Spirit. Yeah. Remember the good times in that car too. I don't, oh, know, if I don't know if you remember. The, this story. guy had a, a what a six CD changer. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember when they stole my car. <laughs> oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, they. they you you. I didn't know they were taking my car because I. I'm pretty sure it was more times than that. Was it you and Ed? Yeah, me and Ed. Yeah, we were, <laughs> went over to Taylorview a few times. That was funny. Yeah, because... That's well, funny. Who called me? <laughs> I was in class, and so, somebody called me, and they're like, uh, that my car wasn't there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? My car's not here. <laughs> and they're like, it's at, it's at Taylorview, because I, I think you guys had gotten caught. We did. You guys oh, got really? caught. Yeah. That... The, poli- the school's officer was like, "Hey, what are you two doing here?" We're like, "Huh?" Oh shit! <laughs> you guys, you guys didn't try to run? Nah, I don't know why. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> I was, I was too busy trying to spit game. I guess. Like, you see that cop right there? Uh, he's after me, but I'm here for you. So. <laughs> see, this is what I go through for love. But yeah, I remember that. It's when he brought that up because uh, I. I had to go with my mom all the way over there to go yeah, get my man. car. Oh, shit. That, that was, was like, awkward as hell, dude. His mom, Ed's mom was out there. My mom was out uh-uh. there. And we're just looking at each other like, dude, you got this fucked. just got all screwed up. So, yeah, that was a, that was freaking hilarious, man. But super awkward at the same time. That's so, funny. Crazy times, bro. Were crazy you there? When, no. We'll bring that up for a different day. For sure. <laughs> I know. I was like, Ed. But, but yeah, uh, thank you again for coming on. Um, incredible story. I hope to have you on again. Um, for sure. Thank you guys for having me on. It was a blast. And you guys, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Later. See you. Nigga, the cops outside. Lock up the house. We keep the team on high. Some golden name out. Nigga, the Porsche outside.